Welcome to the Dream Big Girl podcast. I'm your host, Mary Henderson, author of the Dream Big Girl devotional. We're going to take my 40-day devotional one day at a time each week and dive deeper into each day's challenges and talking points. So join me as we begin to dream those big, audacious dreams again together. Are you ready to dream again? Let's go. Well, welcome back, dreamers. We are diving into day nine, and I've called it making a difference. And I thought about it, regardless of who we are, our backgrounds, you know, who we want to be, we all hope that we're going to make a difference in the lives of people around us. But I don't want to talk about what the devotional had today. I actually have a very, very special guest, a woman who has made a huge impact on my life. And I'm going to introduce you to her in just a minute. But I just want to talk, talk to you about her. Michelle Prince is a best-selling author, a highly sought-after motivational speaker, and she just happens to be the owner of the Prince Performing Group who published My Dream Big Girl Devotional. Welcome to the podcast, Michelle. Oh, thank you so much, Mary. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. Excellent. I, we were talking before the podcast, we're actually going to be spending quite a bit of time together over the next couple of weeks. I'll be recording on her podcast in a couple of weeks. And next week, we actually get to meet in person at in, in Dallas for her bookbound workshop. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that towards the end. But I want to give Michelle as much time as possible. And so I just want you to tell us your story. I would love to know who has made a difference in your life and how that has made an impact on what you are doing now. Oh, I love it. And I love the theme of this podcast, making a difference, because that is actually one of the things that really motivated me to take action and jump into my business and writing a book. Um, Long story short, I began working for Zig Ziglar right out of college, and he made an enormous impact on me. Um, I, I, being able to not only work with somebody who was well-known and and making an impact in in so many people's lives, but he was such a man of God, so much integrity. And I just learned so much about life um, from him and his his family while I was working there. But my my journey changed. I ended up leaving Ziegler to go pursue a software sales career, which I did. And I was quote unquote successful, but I was just lacking a lot of passion. And, and I was trying to figure out why. And I kept, what's interesting about this theme is one of the things that I kept saying is I just want to make a difference. I just oh, wow. want to make a difference. And I'm sure I was making a difference to whoever was buying that software, but I meant <laughs> like, <laughs> I wanted to make a personal difference in someone's life, but I, I didn't really know how. And in 2009, I decided to write a book. It was called Winning in Life Now, How to Break Through to a Happier You. And I wrote the book, Zig wrote the foreword for me, and I didn't tell a soul other than my family, my friends, a couple friends. And I did it because it was just something I felt like I had to do. I just had to get this book out. But that was really the beginning of my evolution of of being able to make a difference on my own because I saw when we share our story, that's how you impact others. But there's more to that. I want to answer your question, though. So who's made a difference in my life? Zig Ziglar, absolutely. I mentioned that. My parents, of course. Um, But I've had a lot of spiritual giants in my life uh, over the last 15 to 20 years that have really radically changed my faith, 
my my focus and and so many other things but i will say zig was the one who really kind of ignited that that flame for me back in the 90s i love that and i love that idea cuz you know the bible talks about that i think it's in james you know um fanning the flame of that of that spark of that. I know I'm kind of quoting it in, in Maryism, but it's, that's what I think of when I, when I see that and read that scripture, I believe God puts that spark in there, that desire, that passion. And, um, and then people around us, you know, the people that he brings across our path just kind of ends that flame, you know, just kind of gets it going, you know, brighter and hotter and more passionate. I, I love the idea of that. I love the idea of that. So I know for myself, having this dream of writing a book for so, so long, and uh, we were just talking about the Bookbound Workshop is for, you know, uh, writers that want to do this, but get so overwhelmed. I think that's what took me so long, is that I would just get in my head and say, well, okay, I can write, but how am I going to get it published? And it's such a God story that I, I won't go into because I, I want to hear more about your story. Just, I heard a podcast that led to another podcast that led to you. And it's that same thing. I just feel like God just orchestrated those, those footsteps. And for those who are listening, maybe for the first time um, and haven't read the book, just, you know, know that part of my story is having lost my husband. And so as I walk that journey, the book was, the devotional was almost finished. It was, I had a little more to go. At the time, I didn't even realize that that's what it was going to become, to be completely honest. And I just hit a stagnant place, this kind of dark place that I went in my grief journey. And I, I just stopped. And Jennifer, um, that that works for you would, you know, reach out from time to time. Hey, you know, we've had this first conversation. How's it going? How are you doing? And I wouldn't answer I, because I, I didn't know. I just got stuck. And I remember distinctly, there's this beautiful path that I take up to these hills uh, near, near my, um, in my neighborhood. And there's a bus stop. And I remember the, the Lord just talking to me and saying, it's time. And I was so afraid that I would talk myself out of it on that walk. I stopped at the bus stop and I emailed Jennifer and then I met you and then the rest is history. So um, thank you for fanning the flame. <laughs> thank you for making that process. So, easy. Oh my gosh. I... <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, 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 I just love this. You know, but that God works too, right? I mean, we uh, we all have our God stories. Gosh, we all we probably have hundreds of them. Yes. But I mean, that's that's how my life happened too. It's like there was. I remember when I was when I finally had the courage to write the book, um, but still no courage to publish or tell anybody about it. <laughs> um, God just kept opening doors for me. You know, I remember, and this is a funny story. I haven't shared much, but when I was so when I was writing the book. Again, not intending that anyone would read it, uh, but my family. I really wanted to share my story and, and document it for my kids who were uh, in kindergarten and second grade at the time. And now they're men, which is crazy. <laughs> but, 
But I remember doing all this stuff. And I remember coming to a point where my editor said, well, what about your cover? Are you going to put your picture on the cover? And I remember being like, no, I am not getting my picture on the, who do I think I am? You know, like, no, I'm just doing this book for my kids. No, 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 no. And I remember saying, and by the way, and, and at the time we were in a really tight financial situation and I promised my husband, I wouldn't go crazy with this book. And so she said, well, you need to get a photo shoot done so you can put a picture on. And I said, well, we don't have the money for a photo shoot right now anyway. So not happening. True story, Mary. I walked, I went to go pick up my son and I'm at the, um, the kindergarten and we're waiting outside for the kids to come out. And the teacher walks up to me and she said, Michelle, uh, or no, I'm sorry, not the teacher, a, a, an acquaintance, a woman that I kind of said hello to, but I didn't know walks up to me and she said, this is going to sound really strange, but I just started taking a photography class and I need a model for my final grade. Would you be my model for? Oh my goodness. And I said, and I just remember looking up at the sky and laughing like, well, that's really funny you asked because I am supposed to have a photo shoot. And that's amazing. That was one thing. And then another thing, and then people would just, you know, so, so that's how God works. Right. And, um, which, which makes it so exciting all at the same time, but so, so God, so awesome. It's so true. I, I feel like I read a quote late, um, just recently that said, if, if God is in it, nothing is going to stop it. And so when we see those doors opening so quickly and easily and, I'm I'm not going to lie. I, I've said it to a few friends. I've not said it on the podcast, but I, I have to say this. I'm I'm in my office and from time to time, I, I look at the book and, and I'm like, oh, that's good. Oh my gosh, that's my book. I mean, I it's still seriously, it's almost a year later. It's not sunk in that, that I've actually done it. And I, I mean, I, I say to everyone and I should say it to you more often, it, I couldn't have done it without you. So but I don't want to talk about me um, so much, uh, even though um, I could go on and on about my experience. Maybe I'll say a little bit more later, but I'd love to hear how you went from an author to what you're doing now, motivational speaker. I mean, talk about making a difference in people's lives. Talk to us a little bit about that. Thank you. Um, you know, again, it was just God opening doors. I So when I finally published the book that I hadn't told anybody about, um, I... Uh, <laughs> I was kind of challenged by somebody, you know, you, you say you want to make a difference, but you, you you can't make a difference if you don't share your story. And that really kind of lit a fire on um, for me, like, you know what, they're right. And I need to get this out there. And so, you know, I started marketing it and that gra- little by little started making some tracks. And then I was still working a full-time job. I was in software sales and I wrote a book, but that's all. And I remember after we launched the book, getting a phone call from a woman and who I didn't know. And she said, I want to hire you as my coach. And I said, well, I don't coach. I I just wrote a book, (laughs) you know, like what I coach you on. (laughs) Everything I would tell you is already in the book you have. And um, so this is my first, like, like, maybe there are things I could help people with. And then the next thing that happened was, um, and one of the first earliest things, when somebody in my community found out I wrote a book, they asked me to come speak for this women's group. Wow. And then that literally started the snowball where this person asked, and then this person asked, and then that. And then before I knew it, I was on stages and, um, you know, doing things for huge 
churches like Lakewood and Joel Osteen and doing things that I never in a million years could have dreamed I'd get to do. Um, So I wish I could tell you that I had this grand plan and a business plan, (laughs) but it was all very gradual and very um, divinely orchestrated. Finally, I was able to, you know, leave my software sales job and and do this full time. And I've I've been doing it. um, I started my business in 2009, started the publishing company in 2010. Wow. yeah. And, and, you know, it's, we're all going in different. Uh, I still feel like I'm not there. I still feel like I, I, it's like you get to a place and you plateau and then you get to the next, I feel like God's got more plans for me and yes. I'm just waiting to find out what that is. <laughs> I love the idea of that. Uh, one of the things that we say at, at our church and in, and actually in our family is don't despise the small beginnings because they really are the catalyst that bring you to the next level. It's all a learning process. We want to make a difference. And whenever we think of that, we always think of this grand thing, right? You know, we're going to go out and and sometimes it's just what, what Jesus said, a, a cup of cold water to someone. Um, this past weekend, I hadn't even gotten to, to tell you this past weekend, I got an opportunity to speak at a uh, women's conference at a church uh, right outside of LA wow. here in California. And I got to speak one-on-one with not only another widow, which was a, a wonderful experience to just love on her, but a, a lady who has been retired for quite some time and feeling like she had nothing more to give. And she said, just listening to you talk about what, you know, the process of the book and why you wrote the book and the things that we can expect in the book. She said, I I have to have one because there's got to be more. And, you know, I could stop today and say, hey, there, one person, you know, it's and it's so true. We 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 talk about wanting to make a difference and we can dream about, you know, um, the big plans, but making a difference in one person's life, we have no idea what that could do. No, and we're all, we, I mean, we're all called to serve other people, help other people, and we're doing it in small ways, but sometimes we measure it on, well, yeah, but I'm not doing this, or I'm not making that much money, or I'm not, so and it's, you know, and I, I know I've been there myself, but it's just refreshing. I think we all just need to be reminded. We're, we're called to, to make a difference. Yes. We're not necessarily called to, some are called to build these huge platforms like a Zig Ziglar and others are just called to go love on the, the widow down the street, yes, you know, absolutely. so it's, and we're somewhere in between probably. And right? we're somewhere in between and neither is greater in the sight of God or, or for kingdom work because it's all making that difference. It's, it's giving, you know, I, I left there that, that uh, weekend feeling like, Hmm, you know, I've, mm-hmm in my small way has have have been able to speak into the life of not only someone else who's walked the path that I have of grief and given hope it had not long happened for her and I'm about almost two two and a half years out from it just being able to say you're you're going to make it you know you're going to make it but for this retired lady who you know beautiful woman of God just you know talking about regrets in her life and being able to say, Hey, but you're not done yet. You know, it's so it's, it's such a powerful thing. Our words are so powerful. I love that. So you get to go on these stages and do motivational speaking, speaking, but talk to us just a little bit on the time that we have left about 
how you got to start um, the publishing company. <laughs> it's fun. Again, I wish I could tell you I had it all figured out. And I was, I'm going to start a publishing company. And the last thing on my mind was to do this. But when I was, so I wrote and published the book in 2009. And that's when immediately I did start getting speaking opportunities. And it was wonderful because I, I just naturally, I think uh, I was a communications major. I just naturally love to, to, I guess, talk. I don't know. <laughs> um, so it just gave me easy. But, but when I would be out speaking, people would always ask me two questions because I've always shared my story about how Zig really changed my life. Mm -hmm. So the first question would always be something about Zig Ziglar. You know, what was it like working for Zig, right? But the second question, <clears throat> excuse me, I would get a lot is, how did you write your book? I want to write a book. And it started with me just, you know, like, oh, gosh, it's not rocket science. If I can do this, you can do this. Let me help you. Mm -hmm. And then more people would start asking and more people would start asking to the point of it being like, I can only have so much coffee with these people to tell them how to do this. So let's get us all in one room together. And that was in 2010. I had my very first book bound workshop with 12 people. Wow. Um, and it was literally just to be like, let me tell you how to do this. And so that's how that began. But then more and more people, when I would tell them, okay, here's what you do. Step one, step two, step three. They're like, okay, this is great, but I don't want to do it. <laughs> Can you help me? <laughs> and you know, that is how it started. I never ever wanted to be in publishing, but I didn't know one thing. When I was publishing my book, I did talk to other publishers. I realized really quick there's, um, you know, there's like every industry, there's some in it that are good, some that are not so good. And I always just felt like it doesn't seem fair that the author is the one writing the book. It's their story, but yet the publisher is the one getting all the benefit and they own the rights to the book. And I just remember thinking, that's just not right. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what prompted me. Well, look, I'm going to, I, if I'm going to figure it out on my own and then I'm going to help other people. Mm -hmm. And, and that's really, truly how it started. Um, more as a, I can help you. And then that just kept evolving, evolving. And I remember praying one night, Mary, actually, and it was maybe a year or two in, and I struggled as a new business owner. I, I got into my business because I was passionate about what I did, not because I knew how to run a business. Okay. And, and I remember praying, Lord, why on earth do you have me in publishing? I just want to be a speaker. I don't want to help people with their books. <laughs> and like, I remember being like, where, how did this get so off track? <laughs> right, right. Um, but I remember feeling in my spirit, God saying, um, I'm paraphrasing, but basically help my people tell their stories. Wow. Help Christians tell their stories about me. That's awesome. And I was just like, oh, but I don't want to. <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, I, I you know. Oh, so I, get, I get it. No, I get it. Totally get that. But whether somebody writes a book or not, I mean, we we all have a story, right? And so whether you share it in a book, maybe you'll share it in a podcast or on a blog, or even if you are just sharing it over a cup of coffee, it's like if I can and you can encourage people to just feel comfortable in their own skin with their own story that God's given them, yes. then, then that's all makes it all the worthwhile. So good. So, so good. I, I was listening to a TED talk uh, recently, and uh, I, I have such a terrible memory. I wish I could spout off facts and tell you exactly who it was. But he said something like whenever he's sitting and talking with someone that um, uh, he's in, in counseling, you know, instead of saying, well, 
you know, I understand what, you know, what the problem is, and we're going to go through this, this, and this. He would ask them very pointed questions about, so tell me what's on your mind. And I remember listening to that and thinking, well, that that's that's an interesting question to ask someone when you're sitting over coffee and 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 wanting to talk about your story, but he said you would be surprised how many people just open up about what is on their mind and when you think they're when they think they're done and they stop talking he said ask them so what else uh-huh. and i think the power in that is what i think he was getting to was exactly what you're saying our stories matter mm-hmm. you know and they're going to make a difference and if you're willing to listen if you're willing to be that person you know, you may not have all of the answers. And I think that that's why some people are kind of, you know, especially Christians. Well, I don't know what if they ask me a question, I don't understand. I don't know how to answer. It's not about that. It's about what, what is your story? What is it that not only ours that we can share, but what is theirs that um, we find common ground and, and, you know, and before you know it, you have made a difference because if nothing else, you've listened. Yeah. And I think about, you know, our stories aren't all good, right? We've been through, some people have been through some really traumatic things. And when I think about sharing our story, it's like our story is a gift, right? So whatever you've gone through, God has um, allowed, and it's a part of your purpose, right? For whatever reason, good, bad, or or indifferent, it is your, your story, your purpose. But a lot of times it's to share it with somebody else to be like, you know what, like you said, with the woman you talked to, it's going to be okay, it's going yes. to be okay because ultimately everybody wants hope, right? And, and as Christians, hopefully we have, we know the source of that hope, but not all people do. Right. And if you can say like, you know what, I know what you're going through or right. I've been there. Right. Um, that's the power of our stories, you know, and it's, it's not our story. It's a story God's given us, but just like gifts, we're not supposed to keep them for ourselves. We're supposed to give them away. <laughs> we're Absolutely. supposed to share it. I love it. Well, we are just about out of time. I want to end with just this quick uh, scripture from day nine. And I think it just goes along with what we were talking about. And it's from Proverbs 20 and five. And this is a challenge for you as you go into your next week. Uh, Just pray and ask God to to help you understand where, where do you find yourself in this scripture? And it says, the purposes of a person's heart are deep waters. I love that. I just think that's so mm-hmm. wonderful. But one who has insight draws them out. And I think it really just goes along with what we've been saying. Drawing out someone else's story, letting them know that their words are important, their experiences are important. I think mm-hmm. it's it's um it's a wonderful challenge for us all. Yes. Michelle, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the incredible and just a shout out to uh, your publishing company from the very first person that I spoke to from by email to the editor to you always making time to talk with me. I just I remember going through the process. Um, I was at Christmas and my entire family had COVID in New Orleans. And when I was on my first and second edit, because I was there for about two oh and a half months caring for my family, my mom had gotten really, really sick. And um, I said, I, I mean, I, 
again, oh, I wish I could remember his name right now. It was, I talked about him so often at, at the end of last year, but I kept saying, I love this whole process with Michelle's publishing company because the editor, I've never met him, but he gets me. Oh. He just got me. He got what I was saying and he would pick up on things that I would have never thought of. It was such a wonderful process. I cannot thank you enough. And to my readers, I have, and, and, and those listening to the podcast, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to about the book that have said, I've always thought about doing a book. I cannot say enough about Michelle's publishing company. So Michelle, in our last couple of minutes, tell us how our uh, listeners can find out more about you in all ways, the speaking, okay. the publishing, all of that side. You bet, you bet. Um, and so the publishing is performancepublishinggroup.com. And we do free strategy calls. So if you're even considering it, we you know, would love to talk to you and see how we can help. Um, my other website is michelleprince.com. I'm, I would love to say I'm on active on social media. I am on uh, mostly Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram. Um, but <laughs> yeah. not as much as I probably should be. <laughs> yes, same, same. I'm with the podcast coming. We've been, and just for complete transparency, I am going to uh, record a couple of more podcasts and then the podcast I'm hoping to go live, if not this weekend, but early next week. And for those listening, that would be early November. We've been, I've been talking about it and like you, it's, I, I need to get back on, you know, on track. I just, I hit a bump, but I am, I'm so excited to start this. So excited to have you with us and, I think that's all we wanted to. Oh, I did want to say Michelle. I knew there was something. Michelle has a wonderful podcast called The Power of Authority Spotlight. You can hear the podcast is probably pretty much anywhere, right? Everywhere. It, is. it should be. Are. Yeah, it should be iTunes and Apple and everywhere. Excellent. Michelle, thank you. Thank you for who you are to me and to my life. And thank you for taking the time to uh, talk with our listeners today. Oh, thank you, Mary. And thank you. You know what? You took the chance and you you did the hard work and you wrote the book and you had the courage to do it. So somebody out there's life is going to be changed because you did that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. All right. I'll see you in Dallas next week. Yes. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me today on the podcast. I hope that you have been inspired, that you feel challenged and blessed. If you'd like to know any more information about my devotional or check out my blog, go to my website at www.dreambiggirl.co. Keep dreaming.